I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie. Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast, where this week we look forward to the knockout stages of the divisional championships. We have a look back at the two All-Ireland semi-finals and we have a discussion about whether who will be the next Tipperary senior hurling manager. I'm joined as always by Sean Smith from Carlos Sarsfields and as Tumi Vara get ready to take Kiladang and there isn't even an egg to be got in North Tipperary. Uh, welcome in to Tracy. You're lining, like that up, you're lining that up all morning. <laughs> I had that practice. I was in the mirror. And, uh, <laughs> uh, while we were mentioned the North, we go straight to the North. And uh, uh, how did you get on with your predictions last week? Boris, Boris beat Laura. Toon beat the Mines. Killeran beat Ballina. <laughs> Killadangan beat Borges. Nina beat Newport. Did you call the t- Temple Derry game? I think I backed Ross Gray by a couple of points. Right, um, uh, seemingly the game of the weekend. Um, it was a savage game, yeah. Um, looked like Ross Greer going to run away with it earlier <coughs> in the game. Um, Alan Tynan was 
Uh, very, very good. He was all over them. He, they couldn't deal with the runs. He's he's savage pace and he's impossible to stop when he gets going. But that's the whole Ross Gray team are built like that anyway. They're, they're speed merchants, kind of smaller stature guys. Um, Shane Fletcher as well and Luke Cash and very good players. And they, they looked like they were going to beat them out the gate. But Brian Stapleton came on at half time. I don't know, he must have had some sort of an injury. And um, he came on wing back and he changed the game from really and they put Tom Stapleton centre back and it steadied him up at the back. And Sean Ryan just went to town in full forward. Um, <laughs> it reminded me a lot of um, Kellen on um, Joey Holden in 2016. Hmm. It just Shane Davis was left on him for the whole game and he was just getting bet up a stick. And he just, Sean Ryan took him to task for the whole match. They only ended up changing an extra time. They put Dyer Tynan back on him. Sure, at that stage the damage was done, and he stayed, he stayed popping over the points. He scored three points in the second half, extra time to win it from. Um, gave an exhibition, seriously impressive. Yeah, he, Sean Ryan, he was a cornerback, I think. On was it a tip minor or did minor team back in yeah. 2018 and came? He, he was subbing for the 21s this year, I think. Uh, last year he came on, he came on the fours last year for them, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. yeah. He scored. I think he finished with with two eight, was it or something? Two eight for play. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he, he was serious there. Yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned Alan Tyne in there. Alan Tyne obviously was on the the tip panel at the start at the start, and I think I don't I don't know did he stay on the training panel for the for for the duration of it, but uh, he was an interesting one. Had played Munster rugby or we've been in the Munster rugby academy. Do you think he has what it takes to make it if he stays improving? I think if Liam Cahill comes in, he's going to like him because what he has is he has fitness, he has athleticism, he has mobility and he can travel with the ball. Um, I hadn't seen him since minor, so I was a bit sceptical. Maybe the hurling would have been lagging behind after being playing rugby for so long, but he's, he got some lovely scores off the, off the stick and everything and he's, he's a good ball player as well. Mm-hmm. And he's still a young enough guy, so what is he? Sure, he's only what? 21, 22. Even that age. Um, so... Yeah, oh, he has all the tools uh, for a Liam Cattle prototype player. So uh, he'll, he has, he'll make a contribution, I think, if he's given a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the other game you, you would have seen was Tumi Vera and the Mines. Um, were, you, you won it quite well. Were you impressive? Um, or was it just kind of going through the motions and the Mines weren't up to the task? I'd say it was a bit of that, Mike. Um, we were missing... But we're missing four starters for sure. Anyway, we're missing Jack Delaney, Kenny Ryan, Kevin McCarthy, and Josh McCarthy. Um, so the Mines had a full team out as far as I could see. They had the two young lads playing, Mikey Corcoran and Conor McKelvey, and Jason was um Jason Ford was centre forward. Look, they're they're in the building process, they're just they're in between teams at the moment, they're coming down from the team that got them up to the senior grade and got them to an R final. And they're just waiting for these younger lads to come through. But we won the game pulling up, really. We must hit nearly 20 wides as well when we scored 323. So, mm-hmm. um, look, it just goes to show the, in most cases, the uh, discrepancy between the Dan Marine teams and the Seamus Marine teams. In most cases, especially with the North games, there the Ross Grand Temple Dairy one, it was kind of all one-way traffic, um, predictable results. Yeah, um, that's what's the other one, maybe... Uh... Little of interest to people would have been Boris and Laura, and Boris started without their two county men, um, Dan and Brendan on the bench, but um, seemed to seem to get over it easily enough in the end. I think did they? They did, but they were in, they were in trouble. I, remember I sent you a text. There. I was kind of following them on Twitter, and um, it was a draw at the second half water break. So 
they must have been under pressure because they had to bring Brent, Brendan off the bench. Now, as far as I know, he wasn't meant to get any game time. So that would just be an indication of the pressure they were under to win the match. But should we seen from Laura last year, we're very close to getting up to Dan Breen and they were hurling right well. So not, not a surprise that they ran them, gave them a good game, but I, 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 was, I, was, I was impressed that they were running them so close towards the end. I thought they'd, they'd peter out much earlier than that, but eventually Burris put the foot down and got the scores they needed to see it out. Yeah, so those six winners, along with the two teams that got the buys, Portro and Killadang and B, went into the hat for the quarter-final draw. Those games are due to start tonight, which is Tuesday night. Um, just might give us a rundown on the four games there. Um, yeah, so we have probably the game at the round, uh, other than the two, McKillidang one is Burris and Temple Derry. Um, over the years, whenever they've faced off, there's been a bit of a local derby element to it, so they've been close matches. Um, if you're looking at the results last day, maybe you're looking at there's an opportunity there for Temple Derry maybe to do something. Um, when they're playing well, we've we, we seen both sides of Temple Derry the last night, or they were atrocious in the first half, very slow at everything. But when they get going, they have a very, very good team. There's some good players around the field. And you have Christy Cochran, the two Stapletons, Glenn McCutcheon, Adrian Ryan, Anna Murray, Sean Ryan, like Garrod Ryan. So, like, they've got savage talent all over the field. But they're, they're, just, they're very inconsistent. So that could be a tight enough game. And that's actually been streamed on the Burris GA page if anyone wants to watch it. So definitely worth to watch. Um, Nina and Kiladangan B is the next game tonight. So look, there's there's only going to be one winner there. Um, Kiladangan will be looking to keep it tight and be competitive for as long as possible. But look, there's not much to be said there. They're going to... Um, Nina are going to win that with a, a, with a bit to spare. And then tomorrow we have ourselves and Kiladangan A... Uh, rumours of a few COVID cases in the Kiladangan camp. Um, missing maybe they're looking to be missing maybe three or four players based on what I've heard. So they'll probably suck from their bees as well, which will be a which will be inconvenient for them going into the county championship for their B team. Uh, but we're also missing a few players as well, so it should still be a, a very difficult game for us to win. Um, county champions are county champions. They've got they've got a ridiculous depth of talent there for such a a rural club like so um i think it's a good opportunity for us to win the match but i i still think killer will probably sneak that one and the last game is killer one and port killer one probably going a lot backwards from when they got to the county semi-final a few years ago um port row with no game coming into it so it's kind of hard to know what way it'll go but if if killer killer one's big players come to the come to the party like nyla mare and uh, Jerry Cahill, they should should be beating them. Um, they had an interesting lineup the last day. They had Keen Darcy named at wing back. Now whether he played the whole game there, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but they seem to be trying a few things. But they're they're thin on the ground with what they have to come off the bench. So uh, they should have enough to get over that one. But I'd say that's as far as they got in. Right, and those games obviously the quarterfinals are on tonight and tomorrow, and semi-finals down for the weekend. Then is it? Um, as far as I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then the final the following weekend. Um, very good. Moving to the mid, Sean, uh, your B team were out last Wednesday before we, um, after we had recorded. They got a bit of a trimming off of off of the church. Um, and Gort, Nehubi, <coughs> Clannikinny, and then I suppose the the result of, of the round um, was on Sunday morning where my Carty beat uh, Fancy Drum, uh, Sarsay. Obviously, one very handy against Holy Cross and Lockmore, one handy against 
brackets. Those last two games I mentioned, a bit disappointed from my point of view with Holy Cross and the Brackens didn't seem to be up to the standard of of uh, senior Dan Breen Harlan would, would it be fair to say? Um, to be fair to Holy Cross now the, when they didn't have sign level like they were four or five points up there in the first half um, Brian Amara was dominating it's good to see him back in the field to play after his injury to be honest and he's won for next year for sure um, but Holy Cross kind of got the runners in the first half they picked off good scores, good points. They're up for, they're fired up. Um, then we re- regrouped at halftime, came out. Dennis Maher scored a hat-trick, scored three goals. Um, he's in full forward. He was uh, just lethal in there, just poked the ball into him, and he's so big and strong. Mike Shaw got one of the goals the weekend, and he, from midfield, he got the ball and stuck a top corner. Won't be renowned for doing that, but to be fair to him, he um, did it, and Connor Stakem popped up in the second half for five or six points as well. But fair to Holy Cross, like Brian Amara gave, gave had a good game. Woods and Flanagan in the corners were lethal. Um, you know, Barrett was with Barrett to try and play him ever on it. So he's kind of centre back midfield, centre forward. Ended up winning full forward like near the end. But um we pulled away in the end. But the scoreline probably Holy Cross were pretty close to Barrett last quarter. Um so you know it wasn't exactly a thump by any means, you know. So it'd be interesting to hear Holy Cross going on the rest of the year. Yeah, um, the the Brackens put up a very poor score. I was talking to Morgan Lanigan there last week, and we were saying how good good a, a club Brackens were and that they were coming, but um, certainly didn't look to be at the race at all against Lockmore. Only twelve points, I think, they scored over the hour. Yeah, it was, it was actually on. It was on the clubber clubber.e. There had the game live. They have a good few games at the moment going. I watched bits, but no, I was kind of tuned into. It's on the background, but I was expecting a better game. Lockmore just ran the show. Brackens, they said, only scored 12 points and more finished at 3.23. John McGrath looked looked good, like, like the way he's meant to be looking, you know, but disappointed from Brackens, to be fair. Um, it would have had him up maybe close from that and a lot of lads around town and during the week kind of saying, that would be one of the close games the weekend. We didn't think the upset would come from McCarkey beating Drum, but for sure, because I thought Drum would be motor and I there might have worked it for the mid, so there's another thing we say that's wrong again. Um, yeah, so the, the I suppose uh, the church they they obviously won well against the Sarahs and then won again against Gorton Who at the weekend. Church motoring well, yeah, they are now. They were against those that came out of the blocks, did three five scored after it was even 10 minutes. We were still one and what to do, and that game was over early. And you know, to fair, Gorton Who stepped up to senior. Um, church was gonna have too much for my one, but it'll be interesting now. Um, how church will go against Lockmore. They give them a rattle, look fired up. Like, and as I was saying, like this mid titles and all divisions mean some clubs kind of say, Don't worry, but the church meant a lot now in the bet halls, and by all accounts, they're rightly going for it. And it does kind of have a fall back in case don't get out of the group, it is a thing to fall back on as well. So, when they're saying final division, you may as well make the most of it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the game with, the, with I suppose, the, the result that, we, that none of us were expecting went to extra time as well. McCarthy 524, Drum 325. Um, a bit of a surprise, I suppose, but Drummer probably in a little bit of rebuilding mode with, with trying to introduce their minors from the last couple of years, whereas Mikerke may be a little bit further along in that rebuilding period, but uh, still a great result for Mikerke. Yeah, I didn't, didn't feel nothing come at all. Like, um, Kerke do have the good young that's going up long. Um, their team would always stick into the game, but kind of fail to get a result, but by God, they got the extra time and they, they won well by all accounts. They were deserved the winners. Um, scoring 5-24, Five goals is some score when they think about it as well. Like so, they'll yeah. be um, they're actually playing that more. So we're playing the church, not 
So that's the draw. The draw is Sarah's and Church and McCarthy and Lockmore not the other yeah. way around like the same there. And then we've been talking about Max Hackett. He popped up with a goal again. Seems to be a good man to get goals there from the middle of the field. He is, yeah, for sure. Um, like running about him, we need them kind of lads to drive forward um, and get the scores. Like So they have them as well. And they have plenty of lads on the field that popped up with scores as well. I know Heffer and them lads, they, they have scored ability all over the field. McCarthy would. Drum be disappointed with that, especially in the group with um, Sars, Lockhorn, Nairog, you know, like, because well, Sars, Sars, Church, Nairog, I miss Sars, Church, Nairog, like, you know, um, so, like, not to fall back on there, if you do get on the first day out, like, if you do end up getting defeated by ourselves first day, you know, they come in the back foot straight away. Yeah, yeah. You just, uh, yeah, so you might just give us the draw again there, Sean, for the, for the semi finals of the mid. Uh, this Sunday coming now, we've Saturday versus Upchurch at two o'clock in the rag, and then you've McCarthy then run a higher beating drum playing Lockmore then at five o'clock and Tip more. So they were two interest semi finals and tickets are on sale online. So if anyone's around, it could be grand double header to get both on Sunday. There. Yeah, the Sarah's A team, um, just before we move off to mid, did Ronan and Paddy uh play get game time? Or- Played Ronan, didn't he? Had a sort of suspension for Nina match last year, so that's his suspension now wiped. Um, Kind of a good thing from our point of view that the division did happen then because he's available against Drum now. Uh, Billy wasn't togged. Pat Burke wasn't togged. Through other injuries around. But you know what? It was a good win what we had. and Keep going. That's the momentum going. Yeah, very good. Uh, we moved down south, lads. Um, there was only one game. The Mary's Killing All game didn't go ahead because commercials had a county, senior, a county football league final to play against Arlow. So that game has been put back to this weekend. Mullen and the Swan went ahead. Um, if Colin was here, he I'm sure he'd find some excuse, but I mean they got a hiding off of one horn at the weekend. That won't have gone well, gone down well in, in Carrick. Injuries or no injuries, they, they won't be happy with that. Yeah. Um, Owen Kelly rolled back the years eleven points. I can see now why they didn't want him to play junior down south. I think he, he, is he forty or pushing forty, eleven points, three from play. Um and Mikey O'Shea popped up with one two as well. Munhorn looked to be in good form after winning Shame Serene. Yeah. They look to be good, yeah. Um, Kelly, look, like he's too good to be playing junior, really, isn't he? Um, and by all accounts, from the accounts we got on Premier View there, he's looking trim and he's sure he must be putting in the effort to play a senior. So I don't know where all the talk of him playing junior is coming from, to be honest. I'd say that's uh, all in all the shite, to be honest. But yeah. uh, they'll be in good state going into uh, going into the Danbury. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Poor score from fun. One seven then. Does it one eight? Wasn't. Yeah, one seven. You know, I think was it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. what I've seen over the years, they were playing Latin Marine and that. Like you know, I thought they'd put up way more than that. Yeah, column column gave a good account now of of the the South Championship there last weekend, but he had mentioned that the Swan had had quite a number of injuries and guys. Oh, that did weren't they? Oh, fair enough. Um, but uh, Daniel Handlin ended up playing. He scored two points, one from a one from a free, but. I suppose if if the Swan are going to do anything, they'll need a guy like Daniel Hanlon scoring well. And I don't know, maybe at Seamus Arena level, he probably the Swan would probably be competitive. But when you when you're coming up against the the better teams in in Dan Breen, um, or or any just even a Dan Breen team, they, they struggle a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Mary's and Killinall is the other semi final. Again, I don't know what happened there. Controversy between the, the county CCC and the South CCC and, and, and fixing the games. But I suppose not to be nothing strange there between the, the South Board and the County Board, maybe. Um, just if, if we have a quick look at intermediate level, lads. Uh, there was two walkovers, one in the North and one in the 
in the mid. Um, Belna Hinch didn't turn up to a game against Money Gall and Borlahan gave a uh, walkover in a game against Mine. Strange in championship to be doing things like that, is it? I think the case for the Belna Hinch one is that their semi-finals now from that group four, so the game was really that didn't need to be played. It wasn't going to change any of the um, standings. So um, I can understand why they pulled the plug on that. It was unnecessary for lads getting injured in the game. That didn't really make any difference. So yeah. that's the logic there, I think. I, I think the same could be said, Sean, in, in the mid-intermediate Borlahan, win or lose, weren't going to be out of the, the championship. Yeah. They, they, they got to play a second game against Drum B. So, um, but I don't know, like, is that just a format of the championship? Should... should, should would say the mid have foreseen that this, something like this could happen? Could have. Well, like, we played Borland night before in a junior A game and one lads after us chatting and while we're playing now the match tomorrow and this was 8 o'clock on Friday evening we're still going ahead so it was a strange way they just pulled it late like a game don't know what happened or whether other things factors involved but, but you're always given the opportunity of a game not being played when the group is like that but plenty of lads giving out them need more hurdles so like where do you, like what do you do yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's a, it's a strange one. All right, uh, the West were the only key, only division without games. Those both semi-finals in senior and intermediate go ahead this weekend. Uh, we discussed that with John there last, John O'Shea last week. So Eroge and Carty against uh, Cashel and Clonty Ross Moore versus Sean Tracy's, and in the intermediate, Kappa White versus Kickums and Arval Rovers versus Golden. And uh, that's kicking off Arval Rovers and Golden is on Friday night um, in Kappa White actually. So they'll, they'll be interesting enough games. Obviously, the I suppose the Brown Ryan thing we're going to mention it probably all the time when we, when we mention Cashel, but it'll be interesting to see how they fit in with Cashel when they when they play Arog at the weekend. You know, so it'll be. Um, Is that that match been streamed or anything, Mike? Do you know? No, no. Well, the board aren't streaming any of the semi-finals, and I haven't heard anything yet from from whether the clubs are, are streaming them on their own Facebook or or YouTube channels. So. But yeah, there probably would be a bit of interesting. Yeah, that I would imagine. Yeah. Just, I suppose, just, to, just. To, I think the the controversy over the transfers has probably died down a bit, but mm. uh, it'd be interesting to see how the four or five lads, including Ryan Ryan Dwyer, fit in with 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 Cashel. Uh, but there'd be a good like people go to watch because they're a good team pair for them lads. About no, they should produce good hurling. Like there's like you know the transfer done, but like we'd love to see now what they can produce from it. Yeah, I mean, with, with the five lads that transferred that transferred in, Ryan obviously is a, is a cashman anyway. But with those five lads, the two Bonners, um, Joe Owen Connolly, Connor Dwyer. I mean, on paper, they have ten lads that are well capable playing or have played county in the past. You know, it's a it's it's a very very strong team on paper. So. Very good. What do we say next? Next, we have... are going to win the All Ireland. Done. Um, <laughs> moving on. Mo- moving on slowly. Peter Cork is in that girl. Limerick are going to win anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he'd take Cork won 30. Was it two games out of 36 in all grades and all things in like, the last 39 days? Something meant. That's right. Between women, minor, 20 football hurling. Well, sounds like it would be alright, yeah. yeah. They're in three All Irelands in three days. Yeah, I mean, so the trees. Oh yeah, just like All Ireland semi-finals. Because they were from town last night, but you know the buzz is back. But they were all around town. You know they were a store like early then. You know, and the cock jars were showing it. Up, you know they were. They were buzzing like. Yeah, they're not the worst crowd to cork. God, 
they're not they're traveling they, they rock on they fucking making out they make a day of it they're short and that's one thing about them. They, uh, they're good supporters yeah, yeah they keep turtles keep a lot of pubs and co- turtles going during when the matches run to fair to right uh, right lads we'll move on to last weekend and the All-Ireland semi-finals were played uh, Limerick versus Waterford was on Saturday Cork versus McKinney on Sunday <laughs> Uh, Limerick, as expected, had quite an easy victory over Waterford. Um, we won't spend too long on them, but Waterford were they just not up to it, or did the four weeks uh, catch up with them in the? Yeah, it seemed to seem to catch up with them. They looked right up for it. The first first quarter, they were absolutely steamrolling into Limerick. I mm-hmm. think there was a couple of shoulders on Barry Nash and Garrod Hegarty got turned upside down there at one stage as well. So they were going hard at. It. But um, they were mentioning it there in the game when the scores weren't coming. Stephen Bennett had an absolute shocker from the players' balls. And to be beating Limerick, you need to be getting over 99% of those balls. They have to be going over the bar. Um, they just didn't translate the intensity they brought to the game onto the scoreboard. And then once Limerick got ahead of steam up, there was going to be more in the tank and it was going to be impossible to pull them back. And that's what happened. Like. Yeah, um, Limerick, Limerick outscored Waterford 11 points to four in that second 18 minutes, um, and that probably put the game to bed. Now, in the third quarter, I thought Waterford did make a bit of, um, they, they made a few changes at halftime. I think Jamie Barron went in full forward, and um, Bennett, as you said, he, he, he kind of got his, his, his radar in for the second half, and they got it back to six points. But then, I suppose the killer blow was just before the end of the third quarter, Gillan, who I actually thought had been poor all day um, from general play. He was excellent from free, but he, he gets in for a goal and that really puts the game to bed, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, when you had to dive back to six points, they actually had a few goal chances as well there and Nicky, Nicky Quay pulled off some good saves. But you never really felt that they were going to be able to last the course for Limerick always had another gear to click into. Yeah, once that goal went in, it was game over. But um, look, they're, looking, they're looking, looking good for two in a row now and it's very disappointing. <laughs> sure, is, sure is. just uh, under water for goal chances uh, Austin Gleeson had maybe two or three of those but um, I suppose we've said before that he's he's quite a good player well I mean there's no denying it he is, he's a top quality player but he needed to take that ball on and maybe get a slap or two going in past his binder and, and rattling it rather than taking the shot from the side I mean yeah they were good Nicky Quaid saves but I mean he gave him a chance to save them but Gleason needs to change his game, doesn't he? He needs to, to do the hard stuff to, to kind of move on to that next level of a TJ Reid or what Jim Kellen was two or three years ago and, and, and so on. Yeah, for sure. Like, and but even more of his goal attempts, they weren't clean cut throat. Like, you know, hitting through four or five men, they were falling into that. No, they weren't any exactly one on one. Like, you know, there was kind of an eye in Washington. Like, you'd have been there all year, they wouldn't have scored a goal, I think, the way they were going, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. There were fair tame efforts from yeah. people, weren't they? Like he needed to travel a few more yards and hit into the ground. Like they were all, you know, ground the rope off the ground, kind of a nice height for, for Quaid to get to stick onto it. And Jamie Barron's goal effort maybe was probably as close as they came to a goal. Yeah, no, that I mean that was a crack and save. Yeah, uh, it was a crack and save. Quaid his bravery there and not a goalkeeper kind of dive under those and he stood up to it. I think it hit his shoulder and uh, up mm. off the coast or whatever, but I mean, I thought Quaid was outstanding. Uh, just on the, the man of the matches that game, Dara Donovan got the RT one, Gillan got the Sky one, but I couldn't understand how how either of the two of them got man of the matches. Really, I mean, Gillan got the Sky one. 
Glenn got the Sky one, yeah. And, Did he? Um, Jesus Christ. Sarah Donovan got the, the RTE one. And like Dan Morrissey was excellent for Limerick at fullback and um, and Quaid, obviously, in, in the goals. And then there are two wing backs in Kyle Hayes and Deer, uh, Dermot Burns. I mean, two, two strange decisions, I, I thought. Uh, Glenn, especially, as I said earlier on, I don't think he, gave, he offered anything from general play, really. Now, Prunty was all over it. And we saw it a week before where Prunty was hanging off of, off of Kellen. And I thought, uh, I suppose, a, a stronger referee might have given Gillan a few more frees than that. But he, um, I, I didn't think he did anything, offered anything from general play, really, to, to get man of the match. Um, no, there's a reason he wasn't starting the Munster final, I suppose, wasn't there? He, he, mustn't be, he mustn't be at 100% from play, but he's... he's He's worth being worth having there just for the freeze because he, he also missed too many of them. In fairness, no, and, and, and the way he strikes the ball, it's a, he, he's an excellent striker. The ball, there was none of them. They weren't even veering off. Now at, at the yeah. weekend, I was behind a couple of them. I was up, was up there. But um, yeah, the, on on Sunday, then Sean, um, two of the big three went off, squared off against each other, and it was pretty much a, a cracker of a game from start to finish. A lot of very high scoring, 15-14 at half time. Um, I I I wasn't expecting much from Kenny, but they they showed they showed great that great determination and, and heart that Cody breeds into teams over the last number of years in, in, in that game, didn't they? Oh for sure, yeah. Like even we're actually watching a match out in the rag with no laptop there. I'm trying to watch it before the Sars game, but like we're all gathered around the screen and when Kenny are five or six down, like lad was saying, Kenny aren't better on that bus home, like they are like they're able to grind in and then cars had a bit of class in them, but still they you can never beat. It was an excellent game. It was end end stuff. And one thing I noticed the weekend as well. There's like there's like wasn't many goals scored the other weekend. You no, know, these these kind of more kind of old style or not old style, old style score lines, which is one twenty nineteen or another way. We're saying that, but the the game itself was exceptional. To be honest, it was a good game of quality hurling. Honest and Fergal Hogan let go for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, in the uh, Cork. Uh, obviously won they, they were six points up similar to 2018 going down the stretch and let it slip again and I feared at the end of, of the game that just mentally they were going to be gone um, what, what did you make of them they showed, they showed great results to, to, to win the extra time they just had more legs I think um, which is surprising more legs than Kilkenny after the break and um, I think Look, they should have should have won the game in normal time. I think Tim O'Mahony just what was he even doing there at the end? Was, oh, it's like he was trotting out after playing a fucking. They kept playing their same game, like this thing of working. Instead of just minutes go, hoof it's gone. Go look, it's game over. Like, you yeah, know? game like just <laughs> it's going into at a time. You're three points up, launching <laughs> down the field. Yeah, but he, he was he was leisurely coming out. I mean, he could have ran it down the sideline and and it would have had the same effect as launching. Whereas he was just leisurely. Kind of come sauntering yeah, was, and into the middle of the field. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was trotting. And then he tried to give a hand pass, even though he had another possession left, and he tried to give the hand pass and made a bollocks of Um, but in fairness to Park Walsh, he, he done very well. He had the head up and he picked picked out Adrian Mullen nicely. But um these Cork just have serious pace and that in the forward line, Jack O'Connor and Robbie O'Flynn they're, they're, they're rockets like and Kilkenny just kick and keep with them. And I think maybe we might have seen the um the beginning of the end of TJ. He was in this game, he was really, really struggling to get around the pitch. And look, more often than not, when TJ doesn't produce his best, can he lose the game? And, and that's kind of what happened as well, I think. Yeah, and, and I suppose the last throw of the dice was uh, Cody bringing on the people's elbow, Richie Hogan, there to try and pull it out of the, <laughs> pull it out of the fire. And uh, Richie, again, similar to TJ, just didn't look to be up to the pace of the game either. Uh, I, I, 
with with the way the game has gone. No, and it's it's harsh enough. I mean, not bringing him into that sort of environment after not really playing any games. And to be honest, it didn't seem like they were going to have any interest in playing any money for, as you say, it was the last draw of the dice and hoping he can produce something. And um, very strange. I don't know. Was he was he was he injured or was he just just not being considered? So I don't know what the story is there. Um, I had actually forgotten he was even on the panel there coming up to it, to be honest. Um, but it's very strange and. Look, Kenny aren't aren't the force they were. If you were if you were looking at the format, not been Leinster versus Leinster and Munster groups, would would Kenny be getting to All Ireland semi final stage if there was a mixture of Munster Leinster counties? Probably not. Um, um, look, that's just obviously I'm just spitballing that, but they're they're not the force that they were, and they were. I don't think they were going to be good enough to win All Ireland anyway. To be honest. Yeah. No. Um. Just after the weekend. Uh, Position Cork struggled with uh, hugely hasn't been full back and they I mean probably struck lucky and the Catalan got injured and they've put Rob Downey into full back and he's been a revelation there hasn't he? Yeah, he will, he's done well in a few games he's been there, but I still I'd still be apprehensive enough about him there. I think he's there to be got at still. Um, look, people will go mad after a couple of games, but you need to be doing it consistently and. Um, He's had a couple of years. Well, he's, he was young now when he came into the panel first, and he's had a, a couple of games where he's looked very off the pace. But in fairness, he'd done the simple things well, and he distributed the ball well. He's a big chap, um, but I think he's there to be got at. I think Seamus Flanagan in on top of him now the next day will be will be a massive challenge for him, and I think that could be dodgy for Carr. Yeah, that, but that Limerick game plan, Sean, instead you have Gillan and... and... Flanagan as kind of a two-man full forward line. They're putting the ball into space for, for both of them to, to run onto. Downey will have the legs of Flanagan, though. He mightn't have the strength of him, but he'll certainly have the legs for him. He will, yeah. It'll be interesting whether O'Leary or I don't know if it'll come out to be strange kind of way how it'll go, but Downey have legs, but then Flanagan could just... Like TJ, when he's in there, he just catch the ball over, but he wasn't exactly... Flanagan would be all over you catching the bell balls everywhere. He'd be fucking trying to take you out before the ball comes everything, but... Um, it'd be interesting for Downey like you know these are tests you want to see and if if Cork do can go on to win like it'll have to be him dominating from the back there and leading forward yeah um, and then we spoke about Watford creating some maybe half half goal chances against Limerick Cork butchered maybe five or six goal chances I thought of, um, on Sunday against Kilkenny they'll have to take those chances if they're to have any chance of winning the All-Ireland definitely um, there was one in particular I think Jack O'Connor's one um, in the second half, um, it was a great save from. Um, What's it a save? It's short yeah, as a save. He, he I, got yeah. early on the jet. They watched the back of you and they couldn't. It's hard to spot the save. Must be tiny. Yeah, and ricocheted off the post. Good save, yeah. Who was it on his left? Completely free. Was it Horgan? Oh, Pat Horgan, yeah. He's Pat Horgan with nuts. Yeah. yeah, you have to be taking the easier option there. Like um, in, the, in the tight games, like the, it nearly came back to bite them in the end. Um, but I think that's been a goal of theirs all year, even starting from the league, that they've been going for goals. And I think they're fairly adamant that I think they're, they're looking at Limerick for the first round. They're like, we have to be scoring goals to beat Limerick and we're going to need it the next day as well. Yeah, well, I suppose that one thing is that they are creating the chances and, and yeah. that is probably from the direct running of their of their forwards. Uh, one forward, he, he didn't start. He got man of the match. And I'm sure, as everyone said, it was probably an awkward kitchen table discussion. But Shane Kingston came on, scored seven points. Probably, probably Cork were right. He didn't deserve to start after the, the two or three previous games. But he certainly put his hand up for a, an All-Ireland final 
the inclusion with the, with that performance. He has to start. He gave an exhibition of points scored. Like even he ended up a lower field. He was winning ball. He soap scored as well that he wouldn't spot. Like he gave an exhibition. One of them games where everything went right for him. Like he couldn't do anything wrong. No selection. He's like uh, Cork's Mikey Breen, isn't he? He's, a, uh, it's either feast or famine with him. You just don't know what's going to happen. Like, but he's, he's some athlete when he's gone, fairness to him. Yeah, yeah. That's no the start, really. They, they, they have, like, or they could, they could be looking at him and going, look, geez, that impact off the bench, maybe will hold you in reserve. And, but what good is he if they're five or six down? Like, you know, uh, like, yeah. it's hard to know. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one in the lead up to to the final about whether whether he picks him, and then obviously because it's a manager and manager son, it'll be it'll, it'll take more <laughs> attention. Um, before we move off the weekend, the Red Mist finally caught up with Limerick lads. Uh, red card shown to Peter Casey. Um, Never red soft. Accidental <laughs> for an un- unintentional headbutt as. Um, <laughs> As TJ Ryan called it on, on the on the Delos pod, um, yeah. Look, I, I can understand the sentiment of it's terrible for a lad to miss out on Ireland final, but I mean, tough shit if you're going to get caught headbutting. Like, I think it's yeah. I, I don't know how you can defend that. Like um, yeah. we were saying for the last few weeks, was there ever going to be a punishment for some of the shit that they're getting away with? Thank God, I would have lost my mind. Look, it's terrible. Look, you don't want any lad. Been missing in all Ireland, like they're putting so much effort into it. But I mean, you headbutt someone, so how can you have any complaints? Like, yeah, yeah, it's black and white for me. Like, yeah, absolutely. And we'll have um, we'll have more on the all Ireland in the in the week leading up to it. Um, should be intriguing. Cork are certainly on top of every everything at the moment, football and hurling, and, and could could come away with a with a list of all Ireland medals. So just as a follow on from the weekend, lads, uh, Joe Kendi was interviewed there last week with by Tip FM, I think, and he mentioned that cam heads were needed and that they wanted to let the dust settle and then have a chat with Liam Sheedy about about continuing on as as Tipperary manager. However, Liam Cahill was interviewed after the after the game at the weekend. He was asked about year three and he was non-committed and it certainly looked like a come get me please Tipperary. What do you make of that, Sean? Um, yeah, for sure. Like we said, Link Hall from the outset was the next manager. But again, like she they won't be pushed by any means. Like, no, they're going to see what stories there. No, they're going to consult, they're not going to rush into it. But like, for sure, I would mind seeing Cal in. And, um, but it will take a bit kind of work and a bit of, you don't want to do it wrong either. You don't want to say, she they're gone. You know, I don't want to get pushed in the door. Like, if she wants to stay in a couple of years, I have no problem with that here. Like, you know, he's given loads to Harlan and he still has something there to give for sure. Yeah, I suppose the thing is, Sean, I think, or in that we mentioned last week that if she, no problem, well, I, I certainly don't have any problem with Chidi staying on as long as he's committed to a, a, a three, four years. Um, we don't we don't want this one year stopgap kind of thing. So, I mean, obviously, that's a, a discussion that the county have to have, but it's probably a discussion now that has to happen sooner rather than later with, with the way Cahill spoke at the weekend. Definitely, it is a conversation that has to happen, and probably the sensible thing not to. Um... Not to just throw the ties out of the pants straight away and say, "Look, you're gone, you're gone." I, I, he's deserve, he deserves to to go out on his own terms and just see what he thinks first. And as I said last week, I agreed with you that Liam Sheedy, if he wants to stay on, stay, keep him on. Um, but it's a three or four or five year project, really, with the players that we're going to have next year if there's a few retirements. So um, I think Liam Sheedy, in his core, is a temporary supporter as well. He won't be. 
he won't be um, swayed by his ego and he'll be eager for Tip Hurling to progress. And I think he'll know that Liam Cattle is in a good position to bring the lads forward that are going to be on the panel. And I think I think he will step aside and go bald-headed for Liam Cattle. And look, Cattle's no fool. Like, he might get another chance. We said it last week. He might get another chance to take over Tip if there's somebody else comes in and they get that, that time instead of him three or four years to try and build the team back. So, um, strike while the iron's hot, Liam. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It'll be an interesting couple of weeks here as, as, as that all plays out. Um, Lads, Cork won the minor uh, Munster last night, won it handy against the team that beat the show how it was. Um, I suppose, let's call it a spade a spade. We were not up to the, the grade at underage. I know we had some discussions about it before, but Cork, are Cork just that much ahead of everybody else in Munster, or are we that far behind? Or is it a bit of both? Uh, it's hard to know. Actually, no, it's morning on Twitter, and I saw a photo of the Cork management team. I think there's 17 people involved in the management team in Cork minor. Like, you know, so they are pumping in resources to be the bandwagon. Everyone can do it. It's not just, that's just a point of notes in the photo, but um, they seem to be a step ahead of everyone at the moment um, at all levels fitness-wise, strength, their skill, their game plans. No, they know what they're doing. They're executing it exceptionally well. Like. Mm. I, I, I watched a bit of it last night. They're, they're just, they're monstrous young lads for under 17. I, I couldn't get over the size of some of them. Um, and we were talking about our minors being dwarfed by Waterford the week before. Some of the water lads looked like they were under 14s in comparison to the car boys. Yeah. So, I look, I'd imagine every single one of them nearly were up to the age, which I think... Look, in a county like Cork, they've got serious numbers and they're probably working off the lads that are just up to the age, but they're all good hurlers as well. Yeah. Um, I think everyone is kind of falling behind Cork a little bit. I don't think it's as bad as people would make out either. Um, just for this year that's in it, we've had one bad, I wouldn't say they're bad now, but they're, they're underperforming at that grade. And I think we kind of highlighted last week that they're, they've all got another year. Jeez, the vast majority of the panel have, a, have another year minor next year, so... Probably something to be looked at going forward if the great stays under 17 to be playing lads that are up to the edge. Yeah. I, I saw an interesting one um, before we move off it. In 2018, we obviously beat Cork in the Munster in the All Ireland under 21 final. On Sunday, Cork had eight of those beaten 21s starting and three more on the bench, whereas Tip only had four players in Cadell, Jake Morris, Mark Hugh, and Brian McGray in, involved this year. Um, Stark contrast in in a, a county bringing forward players, isn't it? Well, uh, did we have Dylan Quirk as well? Was he on that? He didn't. We only played two minutes, I suppose. He, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, um, but they were just Cork were in a different position to us, really. Coming out with that, weren't they? We still had the the vast majority of the team for the last ten years, and Cork were in transition and were breeding in those younger lads. I think they had to. More so than we did. Yeah, correct. Um, we, yeah, it's hardly you can't take a jersey off Cork or Owen Marin. It's Burnett, like you know, there's no two ways about it. Brendan, like you know, they're not. No, and when they won the All Ireland the following year, then there's going to be an even bigger delay of bringing these young lads through because yeah, we, we don't win 19 if you start introducing that. Sure, we, sure you don't. No, 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 no. So, no. I mean, yeah, thank God we did win 19 because yeah. then Limerick could be going for four. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Kilkenny were in the final that year, so um, it's a uh... right, lads. Um, I don't have any more for you. Is there anything you want to 
have a chat about before we finish up? Mike, you've been very quiet there since I overtook you there in the fantasy hurling. Um, you're not going to mention that? or No, the Premier League has started back. I'm back on the fantasy Premier League bandwagon. I don't know anything about um, the fantasy hurling. I've, I've even been over taking my own there. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. the, of the table, so I'm playing for the wooden spoon. Yeah, as I said to you a couple of weeks ago, I put all my eggs into the Wexford and Tipperary baskets and they let me down badly. And I, I, have, I have four players playing, but I think they're the, the same four players that most people have uh, in Kyle Hayes. And I have Kyle Hayes and Dermot Burns and Dara Fitzgibbon and Pat Horgan. So I think, I, I think anyone that's left with any kind of a chance has those three teams and I'm, I'm in free fall down the down the. I think we have uh, Shane Hassett in prime position for the um, That's for, right for yeah. Hurler on the ditch seems to have thrown uh, thrown the thing as well so as not to get found out when, when we post in the jersey so um, In the Tracy That's a dress Shane Hassett looks to be looks to be the man from, from Drum who's going to take the Premier the Premier view fancy Hurling title at the moment anyway so You'll probably, you'll probably want to clear retro jersey will you? I don't know about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Enda looks like he's going to take the the Premier View commentator um, title. Uh, Sean Smith, the the wooden spoon. So it's um, that's hard to do. Like. It's hard to pick a shit team. Yeah, <laughs> it's impressive. It is. <laughs> uh, anything else, Sean? No. Enda. I think of no. All good. All right, lads. Look, that's that's all we've time for. So this week, next week, we will be back with a review. We we will have a preview of the four divisional finals in senior and intermediate hurling. I think that we'll know all the, the parents at that stage. Um, and as we we will be looking forward to county championship, which will only be in two weeks, two weeks next weekend. Um, so until next time, Sean and Linda, thanks very much. And Tipper Arnabu. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.